Merry Christmas and welcome back to Too True to Lie with Harry Day. It is Christmas Eve, early morning. It is 1.30 in the a.m. here in the Big Black River studio. It's chilly and damp outside. It's clear. I, I saw Mars just a little while ago when I was out looking up at the stars here in the country. And being Christmas and December 24th, the day of Christmas Eve, um, I don't see doing a podcast episode later tonight or on Christmas Day, but I thought I'd do a podcast on Christmas, mostly the early origins of Christmas, a little bit of the history of Christmas. I'm sure most of us know that it's about the birth of Jesus being December 25th um, in Bethlehem. So I'm going to go through a little list of uh, early Christmas origin and history and hopefully bring some knowledge and information to y'all that y'all may not have known. I found, I read over this just a little while ago and I found some of it to uh, be new to me and then some of it that I had come across before but it just it never stuck I guess you know little facts take up little room and little minds right so Christmas is the shortened form of Christ's mass but that one found in the writings and the histories of the world until the 11th and 12th century which is a thousand years after Christ's life. So we're going to roll it back. I did find a little tidbit here when they were doing the etymology of Christmas and the forms of the word Christ in Greek and in Hebrew and Latin um, were the early languages that mentioned Christ. But I read that in the etymology where you have the early wording of Christ and Christenmas, which is a archaic term, they have Xmas. And we you would think Xmas as a modern shortened term for Christmas that is very unchristian like. But in actuality it was found in early form as the Greek letter Chi being an X with the M-A-S at the end, Xmas, um, found in the Middle Ages. They had its precedence in Middle English in the Middle Ages. So Xmas is way older than anyone would know, unless you know. Um, nativity is another name. Midwinter was an Anglo-Saxon term for Christmas. Yule is an old English term. Noel or Noel, Noel is a uh, English term taken from an old French term, which was no, it wasn't taken from Latin. Noel was old French. So let's jump to the nativity of Jesus, which is what it's all about, 
That's what Christmas is supposed to be about, right? In the Gospels of Luke and Matthew, Jesus was born in Bethlehem to the Virgin Mary. Joseph and Mary had traveled from Nazareth to Bethlehem for the census. And Jesus was born there in a manger. They went to an inn. It was full. They gave him a stall with hay. Jesus was born. Angels showed up and proclaimed him the Savior. Shepherds came to adore him. And then the Magi, or the wise men, followed the star to Bethlehem, bringing gifts to Jesus. So word traveled fast, right? They brought gifts to Jesus, born the king of the Jews. Now, in this time, you had King Herod. I don't have the info on King Herod, except that he was king of, I guess, Bethlehem and Nazareth and that area, that country, whatever that was back then, that realm. But King Herod had ordered the massacre of all boys less than two years old in Bethlehem for some reason. And so after Jesus is born, he and his parents, Virgin Mary and Joseph, flee to Egypt. And then once this insanity of, of the killing of boys under two years old, I'm sure all, two year, all young boys were hidden and taken away out of the area to, you know, hopefully not be killed by this insane King Herod. Um... So they went to Egypt with baby Jesus for a little while, and then they later returned to Nazareth, and he was known as Jesus of Nazareth. Now there's a lot of writing about what day Jesus was actually born, and why Christmas is celebrated on December 25th. Now most modern Christian and Christianity writings say December 25th was the day that he was born. This goes by the Gregorian calendar of the Romans. The Romans marked the winter solstice as December 25th. Well, if you roll back nine months, you come across the spring, um, what's the word for it? Not the solstice, but the equinox. You come to the spring equinox, which is also supposedly the day that either the earth was created, God created something on what day was supposedly the spring equinox. And that's why Jesus was conceived in an immaculate conception on the spring equinox, thus born nine months later on the winter solstice shortest day of the year and the Romans were getting into this around 200 AD but the first recorded Christmas celebration was in Rome in the year 336 so the first mention of the nativity was in the third century before that Clement of Alexandria in the year 200 wrote there are those who have determined not only the year of our Lord's birth but also the day and they say that it took place in the 28th year of Augustus 
and in the 25th day of Pechon, which is May 20th. <laughs> Further, others say he was born on the 25th or 20, 24th or 25th of Farmutha, which is April 20th or 21st. So the, you know, calendars back then, calendars now, um, there were several calendars in, in the old days, in the early, early, early days of civilization. But December 25th became the day that Jesus was considered born and that Christmas was considered celebrated. Christmas was not popular from that point forward. It fell out of favor for various reasons in various uh, centuries and for long widths of time, actually. And, you know, it was first celebrated in the year 335 in Rome. Rome was the center of civilization in these early years, these early days. But then it kind of just waned away and wasn't a big deal until the year 800 when Charlemagne was crowned emperor on Christmas Day. And he was a great king. This was England. And that grew. But then the Puritans looked at this celebration as an association with drunk, drunkenness and misbehavior, much like Halloween was, <laughs> I guess. And it fell out of favor again for almost a thousand years. In the year 1660, it became popular again as a legal holiday in England, even though it was not fondly followed by a lot of people. And not until the 19th century, the 1800s, when writers such as Washington Irving and Charles Dickens wrote their short stories and short novels and novellas or whatever they were, plays, they weren't plays. They wrote these stories about the holiday emphasizing family and children and kind-heartedness and gift-giving and Santa Claus. And then, pow, Christmas just grew and grew and grew to the economic megalodon that it is now. It's really interesting. Um, a lot of people obviously still celebrate Christ and the birth of our Lord. All Christian countries do. There are other countries that aren't Christians that celebrate it in the gift-giving giving manner and just as it's a holiday like New Year's Eve or the 4th of July or Halloween because it's a fun holiday to get together with friends or family or friends and family. And we all want to do that. So, we're going to roll on to post-history where I saw some interesting things. The Magi, which were the wise men. Well, you know, in the early Middle Ages, Christmas Day was overshadowed by the Epiphany, which is the, uh, what is the Epiphany? It's not highlighted. Isn't the Epiphany the uh, Immaculate Conception? Or is that just some great um, uh, awakening? Either way, we're in Western Christianity now. 
and the prominence of Christmas Day really hit, I've already said this, when Charlemagne was crowned emperor in the year 1800. And then eight, 55 years later, Edmund the Martyr was anointed on Christmas. And then in 1066, William I of England was crowned. And so Christmas Day was like, it was becoming a special day for major events back then. Today, a major event would be a big concert or a presidential um, swearing in or uh, the end of a war, if we could ever have one. There's a reason why I wrote, why I chose this, and now I can't find it. I found it so interesting that Christmas in England was associated with with drunkenness, promiscuity, promiscuity and gambling. in a festival and then at the end of the festival New Year's Day gifts were exchanged especially ale <laughs> so there were there was there was some celebration going on um, we got our modern history we got our 18th century history um, we're gonna roll down past a lot of this nonsense and get into some trivial uh, bits about Christmas itself, such as the official traditional colors of Christmas. The official, excuse me, the traditional colors of Christmas we know are red, green, and gold. Well, these symbolize things. Red symbolizes the blood of Jesus, which was shed in his crucifixion. Green symbolizes eternal life, and in particular, the evergreen tree, which is why we have an evergreen Christmas tree, uh, severed from its life connected to earth and put in a stand with a cup of water in our house until New Year's, and then we take it down and throw it out. A lot of people put it on the street. Some people recycle them in various ways. Some people throw them in lakes for fish. I burn mine with the burn pile and other things, cardboard and paper, and, uh, you know, add a little bit of carbon to the atmosphere to try to do my part in stemming global cooling, because if we had shorter growing seasons, people all across this planet would starve to death, and then it would just be mayhem, but that's another story. We're doing Christmas. This is happy. The magic gift giving was another thing. Tree worship was a was a, was a pagan part of it, and the pagans didn't celebrate Christmas. They in a downtime of Christmas celebration, birthday celebrations were a big deal by the pagans of England and in, into mainland Europe like a little bit, and uh, they drank and partied <laughs> in a modern way, in a modern term, you know, modernizing that. They they had a good time. Oh, there's one more. The the traditional cuisine of Christmas. Ooh. In Sicily, twelve kinds of fish are served. Isn't that interesting? In the United Kingdom you get bland food. Tastes like cardboard. Just kidding. 
in the United Kingdom, the traditions that became traditions in the New World, aka the United States of America, or pre-America, pre-United States of America, just the New World or America, um, or New York, um, New England, New France. Uh, New Amsterdam, which became New York City, but the traditional English-influenced meal was turkey or goose, or any other large bird that could be gotten, gravy, potatoes, vegetables, sometimes bread, and cider. Cider was a big thing. And lots of desserts, Christmas pudding, mince pies, fruit cake, panettone, whatever that is, and Yule log cake. Um, a traditional Christmas meal in Central Europe is fried carp. I wonder why fish have gotten into the thing. That's interesting. How much time are we doing here, guys and gals? Only 17 minutes. It's going to be a short episode. You know, Christmas takes forever to get here. It's slow as Christmas is the word. But when Christmas gets here, it's gone. Come Christmas Day, you just sit and revel in it like you just had a huge meal. And you unbutton that top button in your pants. And you stare at the mess on the floor. And there's probably a football game on and a fire in the fireplace. If, you got, if you're lucky enough to have a fireplace with a real fire. And uh, it slowly just passes away. Until the next year. You have a week off until New Year's. And you get hammered New Year's Eve. Or unlike me who doesn't drink. I don't get hammered. I get hydrated. And watch people get hammered. Um, watch a little football. A lot of hunting involved. This is my time of year to hunt. Um, I've run away from the little tidbits of trivia. However, cards and poems or prayers preempted the Christmas card as notes that were sent and given around. Um... The first commercial Christmas card was produced by Sir Henry Cole in London in 1843. And uh, they slowly became popular until uh, they made their way all around the Christian nations. So another 19th century when Christmas really took its modern form. The exchanging of gifts is a core aspect of modern Christmas. <clears throat> a core aspect of modern Christmas. This is the most profitable time for many retailers and businesses around the world. Can you imagine China? Right now, paying pennies while making dollars. Among other places. Um, on Christmas, people exchanged gifts based on the Christmas tradition that was associated with St. Nicholas who is a gift giver. It's also associated with the gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, which were given to the baby Jesus by the Magi, a.k.a. the three wise men, who knew to follow a star to some town and give gifts to a baby. I mean, they had to have been geniuses. The gift-giving practice in Roman celebration of Saturnalia, they say, influenced the Christian custom of gift giving. So the Romans again are pushing in 
into our lives still a thousand years later. Isn't that amazing? The Egyptians and the Romans, the Chinese, and all they've done to shape this world, the Greeks. It's pretty incredible. Okay, we have a list of dates that Christmas is believed to have been the birth of Jesus and is or had been celebrated on. January 6th is the day on the Gregorian calendar. That would be January 19th. December 25th, obviously, is also known as Old Christmas with the Amish. Um, all the rest say December 25th or January 7th. So, you know, obviously the economy is a huge thing. There are some controversies here. We'll end this with the controversies. We're hitting 21 minutes. Christmas has at times been the subject of controversy and attacks from various sources. It was prohibited by the Puritans, who held power in England from 1640s into the 1660s, and in the colonial America, where the Puritans outlawed the celebration in Christmas in 1659. The Parliament in Scotland, which was Presbyterian, passed a series of acts outlawing Christmas in the area of the 1630s to 1690s, and Christmas Day did not become a public holiday in Scotland until 1958. It was worth the wait to realize that in 1958, Scotland finally recognized Christmas. I bet people did it anyway, though. I guarantee you people did it anyway. Christmas celebrations have been prohibited by atheist states such as the Soviet Union <laughs> and more recently Muslim states like Somalia, Tajikistan, and Brunei. Well, you know, what? can you blame the Muslims for getting rid of something so peaceful and loving as Christmas when... You know, what? what is Muslim law? What is Allah? What is it? Islam is such a peaceful, loving religion. That's where I insert the the sound effect of a buzzer. Or maybe a trap door and some guy falling 3,000 feet. A Muslim, preferably. That, a Muslim man. We, 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 here in the Big Black River Studios, do not um, practice bigotry upon women and children of the Muslim faith. It's the men in the Middle Eastern countries who oppress them that we do not care for and that we pray will have their minds changed or that their way of religion will pass into the past. Wow, wasn't that heavy? Um, wow, a Christmas, some Christians and organizations such as Pat Robertson's ACLJ, the American Center for Law and Justice, attacked Christmas and dubbed a famous little saying war on Christmas. Why would they, well, cited alleged attack, oh, they were alleged alleging that there were attacks on Christmas and there was a war on Christmas. 
groups claimed the term Christmas and its religious aspects increased, increasingly were censored, avoided, or discouraged. Who is doing this? Um, one controversy is the occurrence of Chris, Christmas trees being renamed holiday trees. Oh, here comes the PC police. That's what it is. The attack on Christmas is the PC police. So, we got one last bit here. Holidays in the U.S. and Canada are becoming more prep. Happy Holidays is taking over Merry Christmas in more politically correct areas of the United States. And that would be the, the, the mega cities like Los Angeles and Seattle and San Francisco and New York City and Detroit, maybe, probably not Detroit, and Chicago. And what are these cities? These cities are PC cities. These cities are high crime, low freedom. And uh, I, I don't want to get political and say that Democrat policies create that, but that's what created that, guys. It's just a fact. We want our freedoms. Get your boot off our freedom. Okay, what was that I was getting into? Oh, in 1984, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in Lynch versus Donnelly that a Christmas display, which was the nativity scene, owned and displayed by the city of Pawtucket, Rhode Island, did not violate the First Amendment. And so now anyone can put up the nativity scene on private or public areas I imagine, and not be breaking the law. And an American Muslim scholar named Abdul Malik Mujahid has said that Muslims must treat Christmas with respect, even if they disagree with it. Good for you. Of course, he's an American Muslim. He's not over in Iran. Um, the government of the People's Republic of China, a heavily oppressive regime, Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, officially espouses state atheism and has conducted anti-religious campaigns. In December of last year, officials raided Christian churches just prior to Christmas tide, or the Christmas season, and coerced them to close. And Christmas trees and Santa Clauses were forcibly removed. And I just saw this on the web news uh, today that. Um, and it is that time, it is Christmas, that Christmas time of year, Yuletide, Christmastide, where the Chinese government was cracking down on, on Christ, Christians and Christian churches, mainly for their open celebration of Christmas. But, you know, why would the Chinese have anything to do with Christianity and Christ? Although... Anyone should be able to follow it if they want to, and they do over there. It's just hidden. You know, they have to do it like about the same way as you'd have to do it in Muslim countries. You best not be caught being a Christian. You do it behind closed doors. So, there is your long-winded lesson on Christmas. 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 The horrors of Christmas. Um... Wow, Deck the Halls. Christmas Carol dates back to 1784. Jingle Bells was 
copyrighted in 1857. That's neat. A man named John Rudder uh, in the 1900s? <laughs> A man named John Rudder composed most of the carols that are so familiar. Um, none of these look familiar to me, so why would they say that? All Bells in Paradise, Angels, Carol, Candlelight Carol, Donkey Carol, nice, Jesus Child, Shepherd's Pipe Carol, and Star Carol. Why is this even on here? No one's heard of any of those. Um, the Great Awakening here is talked about. Charles Wesley, an 18th century English reformer, understood the importance of music to worship. And in addition to setting many psalms to melodies, which were, in, which were influential in the Great Awakening in the United States, which would have been a Christian uh, revival type movement, he wrote texts, not texts on phones, but it's spelled the same way. He wrote texts for at least three Christmas carols. The best one was originally entitled, Hark How All the Welkin Rings, which later became known as Hark the Herald Angels Sings. An 18th century reformer, that would have been 1700s. So there's our Christmas, guys and gals, uh, ladies and germs, dudes and dudettes, gulls and buoys. Call up your parents if you're not in the same state. Tell them Merry Christmas and that you love them. Call up your children if they're not in the same state and tell them you love them and Merry Christmas. Uh, call up friends that you don't see so often. Don't text them. You know, people used to write letters that took days to deliver. And now we can get on a phone and actually call someone and immediate talk with them from anywhere on the planet. That's pretty cool. Oh, wow. Here's one last thing I need to add in. During the American Revolution, Christmas fell out of favor in the United States because it was considered an English custom. George Washington attacked the Hessians on the day after Christmas in the Battle of Trenton. Christmas was much more popular in Germany than America at the time. The Hessians on the day after Christmas were, you know how they were said to be hungover and slow to their feet when the revolutionary forces came in at dawn on December 26 maybe because the Germans which were mercenaries had been eating and drinking and reveling all Christmas and then Washington came in the day after and kicked their butts and now we have our country and now we have this giant economy of gift giving. And I don't look down on that because I want people to buy my uh, books and my art. And that puts some cheddar in my bank account. 
but it also does all the other craftsmen and artists and I know a lot of them and they're good people and they're super talented and if you need to get a gift and you live in the Jackson Mississippi area or Madison or Ridgeland or Rankin County go to the Mississippi Craftsman's Guild the Mississippi Craft Center on Rice Road and just walk through the gallery and see all the amazing things all these people that I know have made you'll see the best pottery you've ever seen there's there's jewelry there's glass work there's metal work um, they sell books they have my books in there um, there's woodwork amazing woodwork there's craft there's craft work in there that I don't think I could ever learn to do and perfect in what's left of my lifetime because it took them a lifetime and the God-given gift that they had to do some of these crafts of intricate work that are so amazing and so beautiful and yet these people do not get rich with this gift they have they make enough money to get by or they do real jobs and then do their craft as a hobby I know a lot of people do that so that part of gift giving I condone <laughs> all right that wasn't such a bad episode I know there's two way worse episodes in my uh, Rolodex of podcast episodes Merry Christmas Happy New Year peace be with you oh I said it doggone it God be with you and peace Thank you.